Our current last day's time period will be more reflective than any other in human history of the spiritual war that has raged since God created the heavens and the earth. On the first day of creation, we are told that God commanded there to be light, but we know from later in Scripture that the darkness comprehended it not, John 1 5. Then, there was the presence of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and of the serpent in the garden at the time of God's creation of man. And of course there was the introduction of a sin nature as a result of Eve's deception by the serpent. All of this, combined with the war in the heavens and a legion of angels being cast out, and down to earth. Taken all together, these are the forces that contribute to the enemy's evil presence, spirit and actions that continue, post-flood, to this day. God's evil adversary has become an extremely powerful foe over time, culminating in these last days. Evil powers, principalities and authorities, as the Apostle Paul refers to them, which govern the dark kingdom of our world, are very aware that their time on this earth is limited. For this reason, in these last days, these satanic powers will become fierce in their war against God's creation and His people. As the war intensifies and as their secret iniquities begin to be exposed for the world to see, then their war on humanity will come more out into the open, especially in the tribulation period. At this point the Antichrist Chaldeans will force the issue, so to speak. They will demand that all join their kingdom, via the mark of the beast, or else. Jesus warned about this coming persecution in the last days. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. Matt 24-9. In this passage, part 1, I will address the dark kingdom side of this last day's battle, which is represented by the worldwide satanic, Antichrist Chaldeans and their minion, mob army. For this, it is useful to consider the Pharisees of Jesus' day as virtually an exact representation of today's Antichrist Chaldeans. So for the scope of this passage, I will primarily address how the Pharisees of Jesus' day accurately describe today's Chaldean army in the context of this last day's spiritual war here on earth. Topical components of this passage include Pharisees of Jesus' day the bloodline problem Pharisee hypocrisy Blinded and deceived Pharisees Pharisee tactics and lawlessness in addressing these areas above, I will be shifting to using Scripture primarily according to Jesus Himself, while also reminding throughout how topics and themes Jesus spoke of are consistent with what I have described on this site for much of the prophetic messages according to the Old Testament prophets. Pharisees of Jesus' Day The Bloodline Problem We get a clear picture of today's Antichrist Kingdom on earth by the example set by the Pharisees in Jesus' Day. These represented the synagogue of Satan of Jesus' time, which today encompasses numerous others worldwide some who pose in the name of an aberrant religion, even to include apostate forms of Christianity. The one consistency among them all is that they are opposed to the core doctrines of Jesus' teaching and do not accept Him as the one and only true Messiah. The Bloodline and Seed Problem I have mentioned on this site about God's original instructions to His people about not mingling with other people groups, especially as it applied to His house of Israel upon originally entering their land. God's instructions were given so that His people's bloodlines or seed would not get corrupted with those who God knew were their enemies, and who would be deliberate infiltrators and destroyers. These enemies, in particular, were the descendants and seed of the above-mentioned, original fallen angels who came to earth and corrupted mankind. At this point, evil became over and above the many usual temptations due to our sin nature, but now became inbred in a race of people. Standing opposed to God and His people from ancient days, the Nephilim set out to intentionally mingle their bloodlines with God's people. At the time of Jesus' day, corrupted Pharisees who posed as representing Abraham, Isaac and Jacob's line, and the true God of Israel, in fact, had been corrupted by an evil spirit that didn't allow them to recognize Jesus as the Messiah. 
as a result of their corrupt race, and their hostility toward Him, Jesus addressed these Pharisees as such, using terms such as, generation, brood, of vipers, those of, your father the devil, children of the evil kingdom, serpents, children of hell, ravening wolves, etc. Jesus and John the Baptist, respectively, also more fully address them as follows. Addressing the Pharisees about killing the prophets, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Matt 23:33. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Matt 3-7. At Christ's coming judgment, the obvious, first, clear-cut among people who Jesus said will be cast into the fire will be those of this corrupt bloodline. They are those who will be as, the chaff that is separated from the wheat, Matt 3-12, the thorns that produce no figs, Luke 6-44, the bramble bush that produces no grapes, Luke 6-44, and the trees that have the axe laid to their root, Matt 3-10. Speaking of trees, we know Scripture says that we can understand the nature of the tree by its fruit. The fruit represents a person's deeds and behaviors. The following examples given by Jesus that use a tree or plant analogy show the clear distinction between this evil seed and God's planted vineyard. Jesus said, Either make the tree good, and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. Matt 12:33. Every plant which my Heavenly Father hath not planted, shall be rooted up. Matt 15:13. I have discussed before on this site how the Antichrist Chaldeans and their false gods, according to Scripture, are associated with a problem of the heart. A bad heart represents the roots of a corrupt tree, and then out of the heart proceeds the tree's corrupt branches and corrupt fruit, i.e. evil works. Jesus repeated the following, originally spoken by the prophet Isaiah, related to the outcomes and the burden of a corrupt heart. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Matt 12:35. Jesus was again referring to the fruits of a corrupt tree. Note from my prior passages that these bad fruits are ever-present today as represented by secret, ritualistic and evil antichrist called the inactivities. Along the same lines of the bad fruit analogy, recall God asking the prophet Amos about one of his prophetic visions, inquiring what do you see? Amos replied that he saw a basket of ripe fruit, which was a symbol of many in God's disobedient house of Israel vineyard in the last days who will be ripe for His judgment and punishment. Pharisee Hypocrisy Jesus warned very clearly several times to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. He then explained to His disciples that this leaven represented the Pharisees' hypocrisy, Mark 12:1. The Pharisees were the religious, supposedly pious, leaders of the Jewish people. While they presented an outward appearance of righteousness, they engaged in many or all of the secret, evil, satanic, Chaldean activities that I have described prior on this site, and will describe some later in this passage. Outwardly, they worked to maintain a righteous appearance because they desired worldly power in deceiving others at the hands of their power. About them, Scripture says, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God, Jan 12:43. Jesus illustrated the blatant nature of their hypocrisy as follows. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Matt 23:25. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Matt 23:15. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones, and of all uncleanness. 
Matt 23:27. Today's Chaldeans are the same kind of hypocrites, and also qualify as those about whom the Apostle Paul said, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such, turn away, 2 Tim 3-5. Deceived Pharisees were a foreshadowing of today's deceived Chaldeans. Today's Antichrist Chaldeans have been so deceived that they actually believe that their wicked deeds are serving God, or are somehow justified just because they catch God's people in disobedient acts. But they subsequently show no mercy. In fact, they proactively use their traps and shakedowns of people as a method of recruiting for their army, and so they can enslave others whom they deceive, and then make them twice the child of hell that they are themselves. These points are scripture-based, and demonstrate why Jesus will respond to many in the last day's synagogue of Satan or Chaldean army saying, Depart, I never knew you, when they appeal to him as follows. Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Matt 7:22. We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. Luke 13 26-27. There will be many Chaldean, Pharisee-like kings, priests and prophets living in our current last days time period who will, unfortunately, be in this position. This will include many who should have been in the business of truth and justice. Jesus spoke about false prophets who will have deceived many, Mark 12:10, as well as hypocritical lawyers, judges, etc. who have taken away the key of knowledge, Mark 11:52, in the justice system, because of their secret oaths and iniquities. These are among those who I have covered in prior passages who are going to be astounded and ashamed by their false gods, and by the scale and severity of the iniquity that they directly or indirectly, knowingly or unknowingly, are found to have participated in. They will not have understood that the secret club that they belonged to was actually a criminal cabal with Satan himself as the leader. This will prove to have been a great deception. Protecting power and deceiving people. Another element of Pharisee-like and Chaldean hypocrisy in the last days is related to covering up the truth in order to protect their own power. First and foremost, in Jesus' day, they did not want the people knowing about His miraculous works, thereby showing His deity. In the book of John, ch. 11, the chief priests and Pharisees, threatened by Jesus' popularity and their potential of being overthrown by the Romans, warned and had written Christ and His disciples about speaking the truth. Pharisees' hypocrisy in terms of managing public opinion and preserving their own power in the eyes of the people is further seen in their response to Jesus' question related to John the Baptist and his works, as well as in their micromanagement of events surrounding Jesus' crucifixion, which ironically included handing him over to others because of their laws. Consider the hypocrisy of the chief priests in each of the following. They discussed, the nature of John's baptisms, among themselves and said, If we say, from heaven, he will ask, Why didn't you believe him? But if we say, of human origin, all the people will stone us, because they are persuaded that John was a prophet. Luke 25-6. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. Mark 14:1-2. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. JN 1921-22. Today's last day's application of hypocrisy to Antichrist Chaldean rulers and leaders points to those who know about the Lord's trap that is set, as described in my prior passages, and the work of the righteous Jacob army, but will do everything they can to keep these secret in order to protect their own power and try to cover up their own shameful Chaldean loyalties. They want to keep the people in their societies deceived as well, 
thereby pulling down many others along with themselves. These leaders are the ones about whom Scripture speaks of in the last days who will attempt to say peace when there will be no peace. Other Chaldean world leaders are simply blinded because they do not understand biblical truth, again, due to their oaths to the ongoing fictional occult narrative and big lie pervaded by the Antichrist Chaldeans. The worst of these leaders, such as the Assyrian, will resort to outright blaspheming and defiling God's Holy Spirit in the last days, as we saw will happen in Babylon. We also know that God says about last days Babylon's leaders, they, have been proud against me, Jer 50 29. This will only hasten God's judgment. Blinded and deceived Pharisees. Along with corrupt hearts described above, last days Chaldeans, just like the Pharisees, will be unable to see and to hear. If their kind could not hear and understand Jesus when He was speaking directly to them, then imagine how deceived they must be in our current last days. Speaking to the Pharisees of His day, Jesus scolded them as follows. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. JN 8:43. Unlike God's sheep who can hear Jesus' voice, and understand His parables, the Pharisee Chaldeans cannot. They are blinded by their iniquities and their secret oaths to serving false gods and to following an ongoing occult-driven narrative. Jesus commented many times, for example Matt 13 14-15, in speaking with His disciples about His contemporary enemies' inability to hear. Meanwhile, for God's people, the blinding of a part of the house of Israel goes back to the days of the prophet Isaiah. After God lamented about the inhabitants of Jerusalem at the time, and a corrupt, disobedient vine and its leaders, God then instructed Isaiah as follows. Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. Is 6-9-10. When responding to this vision from God, Isaiah then asked God for how long he was to carry out this order, and God replied. Until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant, the houses are without a man, the land is utterly desolate, the Lord has removed men far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. Is 6-11-12. This is obviously referring to God's coming judgment and our end times. This clearly demonstrates that this same branch or seed of God's people of the house of Israel will continue to be blinded throughout these last days. This is a likely explanation for the meaning of the fruitless fig tree that Jesus pointed out to His disciples and said would be cursed and would never again bear fruit, Matt 21 19. Last days Chaldean leaders will be blinded just like the Pharisees. Recall that in the last days that both Judah's, i.e. country of Israel's, and Babylon's, U.S.'s, leaders will be in disarray, confounded and frustrated as a result of the trap that is set by God, along with the righteous battle waged by the Jacob army. Meanwhile, consider the following, ancient prayer by King David about his own enemies. And David saith, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them, let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back always. Rom 11-9-10. David's prayers in his day were eventually answered and his prophetic prayers, along with those of today's Jacob army. Jesus referred to the Pharisees of his day, representing today's Chaldeans, as the blind leading the blind who Jesus said will ultimately both fall into the ditch, Matt 15 14. Meanwhile, Jesus remarked about the Pharisees' inability to discern the times of his own visitation, but his remarks again also have clear meaning for leaders in our current end times. He said, Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that ye do not discern this time? Luke 12:56. Overall, the blind, hypocrites, leading the blind is directly related to why Jesus taught that Satan cannot cast out Satan, 
and the reason that he also said a house divided against itself cannot stand, it is all due to a Chaldean wall of secret lies and iniquity that all engaged members are pledged not to talk about, individually, while not understanding the totality of their cabal's iniquities and the destruction that they cause. As a result, Antichrist Chaldean leaders today, especially those in the countries of Israel and the US, will be stunned and ashamed when truth is uncovered. Even more so, this will be the case because this final revealing event was foretold by God and His prophets and His word from ancient times. Chaldeans used the same tactics that the Pharisees used against Jesus. The same satanic, antichrist Chaldean tactics that have been used from ancient times, also alive and well during Jesus' time on earth as demonstrated by the Pharisees, still continue and rage in our current day. Earlier in this passage, I reminded that the Chaldeans suffer from corrupt, deceitful and evil hearts, along with the fruits thereof. The Antichrist Chaldeans' evil activities and behaviors all stem from this problem. Jesus was speaking about his Pharisee adversary when he commented about a problem of the heart. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. Matt 15 18-19 I have described all of these Chaldean bad behaviors in prior passages, and have mentioned how these, according to Jesus' words, will ultimately be uncovered and revealed en masse. Nothing will be hidden. The Pharisees and today's Chaldean iniquities especially include those that proceed out of the mouth. I address these in more detail in the section below. Lying, false witness, accusing. The Pharisees of Jesus' day possessed tongues that were like deadly arrows, such as was described by King David in his day. Recall David also said, Their throat is an open grave, Ps 5-9, and they sharpen their tongues like snakes, Ps 140-3. This is a direct result of the fact that their father is the devil the accuser. Jesus remarked about this as follows. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. JN 844. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Matt 12:34. Particularly interesting above is when Jesus says, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. This also means that the Pharisees project onto others accusations that apply to themselves. This is clearly evident. What did the evil Chaldeans accuse Jesus of? So many times, they wrote off Jesus' words and deeds as a result of having a devil, or saying that he was mad. Jesus summed up the Pharisees' lying accusations against both him and John the Baptist as follows. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath a devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold a man gluttonous, and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Matt 11 18-19 the Antichrist Chaldeans still employ these tactics to this day, thereby manifesting in a vast racketeering effort in our, Babylon U.S. mental health industry. Chaldeans especially target the righteous who worship Jesus Christ as well as God's people Israel's bloodlines. Recall that because of the same kind of lies told in the last days about Jacob that he becomes desolate, despised and rejected. We are told that end times Jacob gives his back to the smiters, and hides not his face from shame and spitting, is 50-6. Also recall the end times daughter of Zion, who is deserted and scoffed at. The daughter of Zion and others in God's end times remnant will eventually be able to stand and say, just like Jacob inquires, who is my adversary? Let him confront me, is 50-8. This particular Israel remnant of the last days will be exonerated, 
and we are told in Scripture, shall not do iniquity, nor speak lies, neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. Zeph 3:13. They will be recognized as the voice of truth and righteousness in the midst of a sea of Antichrist called the deception and lies. Pharisees' false witness against Jesus. The Pharisees also sought for and used false witness against Jesus. This included bribing others. Recall the chief priests gave Judas money to betray Jesus. They also gave the soldiers at the tomb site money to cover up Jesus rising from the grave with an alternate story to be spread among the Jews. In addition, here is what Scripture says about how the Pharisees tried to get evidence against Jesus to put him to death. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Matt 26 59-60. Scripture in the book of Mark, 1456, corroborates that the false witnesses against Jesus could not even agree with each other, to the point where neither Herod nor Pilate could find any reason to condemn him. This is just another example of how the conspiring Chaldean dialectic system, filled with lies, causes only confusion. Pharisee and Chaldean setups and traps. Finally, you will recall that one technique that the Chaldeans use is to plot, scheme and set up their targets to step into a trap and fall. King David spoke about this, and said. They devise iniquities, we have perfected a shrewd scheme. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. P 64-6. This is the same technique the Pharisees used against Jesus in their attempts to condemn him. This included their tries, trap questions or accusations, i.e. paying taxes to Caesar, the future heavenly husband of a woman with successive husbands after their respective deaths, Jesus' ability to cast out demons, etc., that, of course, never fooled him. The following scripture best summarizes their attempts. And as Jesus said these things unto them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to urge him vehemently, and to provoke him to speak of many things, laying wait for him, and seeking to catch something out of his mouth, that they might accuse him. Luke 11:53-54. Speaking of laying in wait, the Pharisee watchers, through their surveillance activities of their day, believed that they had caught Jesus violating the Sabbath on occasion. Jesus again showed how this was just more faulty reasoning on their part. Of course, the ultimate Pharisee plot, which once again was a scheming to try and take Jesus by trickery, Mark 14:1, was to turn Jesus over by false witnesses and through the use of bribery to Roman officials so that they would put him to death not to mention gathering their highly vocal mob to create an impression-strong public opinion in favor of Jesus' crucifixion. While God let them win the battle, Jesus finished and won the war. His resurrection proved the truth of His deity. Tilda. At the beginning of this passage, I described how there is a clear divide on earth between spiritual kingdoms in these last days. The powerful Antichrist Chaldeans will begin to demand that all worship their God, Satan. Jesus forewarned about this. He said that in the last days his believers, will be delivered up to councils, governors and kings to be persecuted, Matt 10 17-18. He also said, Beware of men, referring to the same kind of deceit and betrayal such as that which he experienced at the hands of his own disciple, Judas. By his persecution and death that he suffered for his people, Jesus gave us an example for living for and standing up for his sake and his name in these final days. In my next passages, I will illustrate with Scripture the instructions that we are given for true discipleship in following Jesus as Lord. Finally, in a refreshing contrast to the dark satanic, antichrist Chaldean kingdom and its warfare as discussed in this passage, we know that Jesus represents the light and truth, and is the one true God who will be able to deliver and save in the last days. As mentioned above, the victory has already been won. My next passages will also cover the righteous, heavenly kingdom's side of this spiritual war. Grace and Peace Lion's Lair, LL.